It's time to sit back, relax, and enjoy this next bit of brilliance with Joel and Jeremy. Live from the Veritex Community Bank Studios, it's the Killer Bees. He is Blank. I am Branham. It is the Killer Bees on ESPN 97.5, ESPN 92.5. Overreaction Tuesday. We do it each and every Tuesday. What are your overreactions from around the NFL? 713-780-3776. You guys have any overreactions around the NFL? I don't, but I have a couple of listed ready to go. I, I think the first one to me is it's amazing how quickly people want to jump off the Lions bandwagon for a loss on, on Thanksgiving Day. It was Day. a bad loss, though. It was a bad loss, but they're not a bad football team. Now, I've been real about it the whole year. I don't think they're a Super Bowl contending football team. But they're going to win the division. They're a playoff team, and there's a lot of talent on that team. Everybody think, you know, calling them frauds and saying, you know, to jump. Look, Goff had a really bad game, and little statistically it wasn't bad, but he lost three fumbles, and those three fumbles were killers mm-hmm. because, it, it, you know, it had him playing from behind the whole game. But don't kid yourself on the fact that Aiden Hutchinson and their defense is young and active, but their skill position players are good, and they're well-coached. Everybody wants to jump off the Lions bandwagon for one game. I get it. It, it wasn't a pretty loss, but at the same time, they're not a bad football team. I, I don't think it is one game. Like I, They gave, they had four turnovers the week before to the Bears. Like, like J- Jared Goff threw three picks. But they won. Yes, but only because it was the Bears. I mean, they scored 17 points in the fourth quarter to come back in that game. The Bears had control of it basically the entire day. It's two bad performances in a row. I don't think, like, I think it's clear they're not a Super Bowl contender, and that's what they've done. And I think that's why people are jumping off. The people that thought they were going to make a run in the NFC no longer believe the Lions are capable of that. It's not that they're not a good team. They're just not capable of the deep run. Well, I, I see people not only jumping off but crapping all over them like they're a fraud, and I don't think they're a fraud. I, I, I don't think they're a Super Bowl uh, caliber team yet. In a couple of years they might be, but I think that from where the Lions have come from to where they are now and what they put on, on tape for the whole year, it's, it's pretty shallow to just say that they're, they're a fraud. Uh, I think that they've probably always have been second tier, and it's been, huff, it's been tough to evaluate them. Because they probably have been like the third best team in the bad, and third third might be too high. Maybe we were third before Thanksgiving, but they shouldn't be ahead of Dallas anymore, in my opinion. Like Dallas to me is the better team between the, them agree. and the them and the Lions. Like if I was power ranking the NFC and power ranks are silly, especially in the NFL when you have a playoff, I would have Dallas ahead of uh, Detroit. They would, would be my third team in the NFC. So I think that that. But but to your point. Like they're going to have a fighting chance, and they still have some some talent. Like they're still the same team, even though they got hammered by the Packers. That was bizarre. Uh, Jaguars have a legitimate chance at the AFC's number one seed. Reaction mm. fair or is it overreaction? I mean, it's, it's a totally fair reaction because the records are so close atop the AFC. Like it's not like they're you know it's not like when you look at the NFC, the Eagles at ten and one that feels pretty locked up. I mean, you, they can clinch a playoff berth this weekend. Like. San Francisco and Detroit are only two games back, but it, it's it's a that's a, a tall task. Where in the AFC, everyone has three losses, so like they're right there. I I think that's a fair take. Yeah, I think it's it's fair. I think that it would be easy for everybody to poo poo on it because everybody just thinks the Chiefs are going to be there at the end. But it's legitimately fair because we already know with that schedule, with that division, and I don't know, I haven't seen what they have left. But I would believe that they're they're not going to lose many more games down the stretch, and they seem to be kind of peaking at the right time. So I think it's a, it's it's legit that they could do that. They yeah, get the, the one seed. They their schedule's favorable. Uh, they play Cincinnati this coming up week at home. Whatever Cincinnati. Didn't have That's a Monday home. night game, I think. 
Uh, it looks, yeah, it looks right. Seven, yeah, seven fifteen on ABC. That's right. Uh, at the Browns the week after, which you know their quarterback situation doesn't look good. I think that's a winnable game, even though it's on the road. The toughest game they have left is against Baltimore at home, but it's a home game. You win that game, that's all a good of a sudden game for it's us in to play. judge who the second seed in the yep. AFC should be. That's like kind of a second seed eliminator. Yep. And then you, if they finish with at Tampa, home versus Carolina, at Tennessee, like they they could win out potentially. But right now, Baltimore could. has the one seed, so shouldn't we be looking at as a spot a game for the one seed in the AFC? I it depends. Like, Kansas City, I think, is also good at they're starting with each week. You see them kind of figuring some stuff out with their receivers and such. It could be to where. And I don't think it really rattles Kansas City all that much if they don't have the one seed. Right. Because they've been there, done that. Yeah. Kansas City's schedule is also not that difficult. At Green Bay, home for Buffalo. Yeah, that's, that's a game. That's at a New game. England, home for the, the uh, Raiders versus Cincy, and then they finish at the Chargers. That's like, a there's, there's not many losses yeah, all on they that got, schedule All they either. got is a, a, probably a, 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 like a puncher's chance from Buffalo. That's going to be, yeah, that's going to be a good race for the one seed. Like, and it might come down to Baltimore-Jacksonville. Well, and like, but well, there's and not a whole lot of wiggle room for losing another game that you should win. And the other, I mean, look, and I don't think you, you can't discount too, right? Miami. Miami's at 8-3 and three as well. They play the Commanders, yeah. the Titans, the Jets are the next three games. Then they play the Cowboys. Then they play the Ravens. It's going to be a good race. And then they play the Bills. Like, if the Ravens lose to the Jags and the Dolphins, you're talking about a team that currently sits number one. They're very easily the four seed in the AFC. Yeah, like it, it's a it's a very very good race this year. That is a good in the race. AFC. You got it up, Joe. What's the uh, what's the Ravens' remaining schedule? Because no matter where they sit now, they traditionally kind of fall back a little bit the last month of the season. It's a new Ravens team, though, baby. Uh, got the Ravens Monk in there. Oh, this schedule sucks for them. They play the Rams, who great game this weekend from Stafford. I think that's one of mine. The Rams are going to make the playoffs. Oh wow! Um, and then they go to Jacksonville. They go to San Francisco. Ooh. They host the Dolphins. Oh, wow. And then they host the Pittsburgh Steelers, Ooh. who always give them a tough well, game. Ooh. After all the cakewalks we just <laughs> I mean, discussed, there's your there's your difference maker yeah, right if they, there. If they get the one seat with that schedule, though, Super Bowl favorites. They're not getting yes. Or at least Super Bowl favorites no, out of the AFC. They're losing at least two of those games. Yeah, I would yes. agree. I'm saying, but if they finish with like one loss down the stretch there. Looking at that schedule, impressive. the Ravens are going to be the fourth seed. You know how jacked up that locker room would be if they only lost one of the remaining games to that schedule? Yeah, that's a tough schedule there. Yeah, that's brutal. That's but yeah, I, I think you the, get the Rams as a playoff team? I think the Rams are going to make a playoffs. Like, I don't think this is some big-time accomplishment. If you look at the bottom of the NFC playoff race, it is six six. littered with awful, awful football teams. You've got the Seahawks, yeah. the Packers. Vikings, the Packers. The Rams and the Saints you get all to, have six or five wins. They are all hot for garbage. Two. And like the Rams, Matt Stafford, when he's healthy with Puka and Cooper Cup, like they're figuring some stuff out. And Sean McVay, I think he's still one of the best coaches in the NFL. So I think the Rams are going to make the playoffs. I think it all all you need is nine wins. I think. I think the Ravens, after what you just said, and where I think they're going to fall, I think they're one and done in the playoffs again. That wouldn't shock me. I really do. I, I think that they're going to fall from the one seed. I think they're going to end up with one game, whether whether it's home or road, and they don't normally step up to, to, to whoever they're playing, and they're going to catch a team that's rolling, and I think they're going to lose. Uh, Steve says the Texans-Lion comp is varsity team Jackets-Texans. Is that an overreaction or not? I don't think they're as good as the varsity Jacket-Texans. Yeah, I don't, I don't think across the board talent-wise the Lions are, are as cl- with the talent that – when you had JJ and Andre, and that was uh, that was Foster, right? That 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 whole offense. Uh-huh. Yeah, I don't think the Lions are there. Yeah, I don't. I don't either. Although I love Gibbs, uh, and I love Amon Ray. Amon Raw, St. Brown, two eight three three Steeler fan here. Is it an overreaction that the Steelers' offense is fixed? 
I, I mean, Kenny Pickett didn't throw a touchdown no, pass. No, yeah. I mean, look, they had 400 total yards of offense. That doesn't fix Kenny Pickett. And they're fighting. They're doing a whole lot of fighting. Well, but then Deontay Johnson got the ball a little bit more this week. I like the fire. I don't mind good fights in the locker room. It shows that they care, uh, honestly. I don't mind it at all. I, I, don't, I don't think it's an overreaction with the Rams making the playoffs. I think it's a pretty good call. Uh, the Patriots will draft another first-round quarterback in 2024. Absolutely agree. No question about it. They are, they are calculating it right now. So I think you have to factor in where they land in the league. Because if they're outside of the top three, it might be difficult for them to get that quarterback. But it looks like it's almost a guarantee that they're going to be in the top three. I think they're going to be in the top three. But even if they're not, they're going to find somebody that's coming out, or whether it's Bo Nix or you know whoever Penix. Yeah, they're not going to draft them at three though. They might, you know, Belichick. I, don't know. I think they I might, think but so. I also think that even if they got to trade down a little bit, depending on what they see the landscape of who wants to pick, it doesn't matter. They're going to take a quarterback in the first round. Is Bo Nix? I don't, think three? A, I don't think he's a first rounder. But then, so then there's only two Penix? first round quarterbacks this I, year. Well, they're probably going to be. Re, I don't. Uh, Penix probably will be a first rounder. Yeah. I think Penix is a get better NFL prospect than uh, than Bo Nix. Yeah, I just don't. I know. don't love either one of them though. I don't know I don't who either. who that third guy would be. At one point, we talked about could be Quinn Ewers. Now, for some reason, he's saying he's going to stay at Texas. Riley Leonard, don't shoot me. Riley Leonard, QB one uh, for Texas a and next year. You mean? You think he's going to enter the portal instead of going to the draft and being a first rounder? Is he a first rounder? I think, I he's, a think he's a fringe first rounder. I think I think Penix is a fringe first rounder. I think Penix would probably be my answer for the third quarterback taken. And I think that Bo Nix is. I don't think Bo Nix is like a like a top two round pick, but I think he will be reached and drafted like late first rounder. Why do you think there's such a difference between Nix and Penix? I think Penix has got a bigger arm than that's, Bo. Does. That's fair. I have this weird. Don't you think Penix is a better runner? I think it's about equal. Yeah. I think it's about equal. I think Penix is a bigger, stronger runner. I would, I would tend to agree. I mean, the thing with Bo Nix is I just feel like he knows exactly where the ball needs to go at all times. He also didn't look like this until he went to Oregon. Yeah, I was going to say, like, the Auburn thing scares me. Like, he's found it for one year in that offense with, with that situation. I just don't know if that translates to the NFL. I, I totally agree. See, I like Penix at Indiana. Like, he caught my he was eye good at Indiana. At Indiana. Yeah, he caught my eye at Indiana. I was like, man, this guy can play. And then Bo Nix got chased out of Auburn. Like I know. I Did he leave or was he chased out? He's got chased out. They're kind of like moving in another direction. So I've got this weird feeling that like Chicago might not take a quarterback. I can't explain it. But Nick's just, just kind of small too. He didn't look. He looked okay last night, but he didn't look great. I mean, heck, at one point his average depth of target was like point eight yeah. yards. You say they might not take a quarterback, yeah, but if they don't, I think they trade down again. No, I think so too because I think it's like eh. your goal would be to take Marvin Harrison. If they're, well, that's the thing. If they're picking number two. You stick and pick and just go Marvin Harrison. Yes, like I, I think you do too. And he Honestly, and DJ, so they might that, not trade down because if what because if, if you're Arizona, would you trade it or would you just take Marvin Harrison and put him with Kyler? I think they want Marvin Harrison Jr. to play with Kyler. I think I think so Marvin scary. Harrison has to be the number one pick if Chicago wants him. I think that there's no weird. doubt about it. Arizona's is, thinking with the way Kyler's played since he's come back. Arizona's thinking is we're going to get him Marvin Harrison Jr. and and trust that our offense is going to be a lot better. Man, it's an overreaction that Marvin Harrison goes number one overall. I don't think it's an overreaction. No, because I, right now Chicago's picking first because of the Carolina pick. I, I, the Carolina I, just, pick. I wonder like if there is any shot that they look at their team and say, okay, if we replace Fields away from the draft, like you walk into the next season, 2024, Marvin Harrison, DJ Moore, with the fourth pick, you take Joe Alt or the left tackle from Penn State. Now you have a great offensive line, two mm. good wide receivers, and Kirk Cousins is your quarterback with Ben Johnson as your head coach. Did you hear like, that last night that, that they want him back? I, I that doesn't mean. surprise me. That no, Minnesota I, wants him back? Well, what else are they going to do? Me. Jaron Hall? 
Yeah. Who I, sounds like they're going to start take, also. Take Bo Nix in the middle of the first round. Like, yeah. they're not really in a position to go, like, unless you're just making a, a, a crazy trade. Yeah, they're saying the Dobstronaut's going to get benched. Yeah, uh, he didn't look great last No, night. he sure didn't. Those picks were awful. They activated Jeff, uh, Jefferson, though. I wouldn't mind seeing Dobbs for one game with Jefferson, like to, just could, to see. Yeah, I could see that because, you know what, there's something to what you can't just turn your back on the fact that when he came in completely naked to anything that they run in their playbook and got them wins, that if you gave him a weapon like Jefferson, that they he should be better. But overall, it's crazy to me that, that they're that adamant that they want Kirk Cousins back. But the Bears situation is interesting to me because I don't think Fields is going to, no matter what you do and put around him, I think what you saw last night is he's that's what he is. 713-780-ESPN. HRMP listener line. 713-780-3776. couple of questions from the listeners we'll get to on the other side. Also, Adam Schefter is predicting that 7-10 to 10 head coaches get fired this season. Let's, let's talk about that. Is that possible? Or is that an overreaction? Are we cashing or trashing that? 7-10 to 10 coaches fired this year in the NFL. 713-780-3776. Killer Bees, ESPN 97.5, ESPN 92.5. Most bees make honey. These killer bees make great sports insights, but they also make honey. Don't ask about the process. From the Veritex Community Bank Studios, it's Joel and Jeremy. We'll get to the um, NFL head coaches. How many get fired this season? Uh, Adam Schefter says as many as 10. He says between 7 and 10 could get fired this year. Is that accurate? Is that true? Is it possible? Uh, 713-780-3776. Before we do that, though, let's go out to the HRMP listener line. Uh, Chris wants to join the Hive. Chris, you're in the Hive with the Killer Bees. What's up? Chris. Chris, go. All right, put put Chris on hold. We'll try it. We're be, I'm being kind today. I don't know why I'm feeling so kind, but we'll get to Chris if he can talk to Joe at some point. Uh, 5012 Blankers, if the Ravens fall, who wins the AFC? I, to me, Kansas City's going to, they've just, their pedigree says they're just going to continue to get better and they're going to get better at the right time of the year. I just don't bet against the Chiefs with Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes. I know their receiver room looks completely upside down, but I, I, their defense is a lot better than it's been in the past and they've done more. I, I, I think the Chiefs. Yeah, Chiefs to me is the, is the team to beat. I know that they haven't had the regular season of like this juggernaut. I just feel like reputation, and I also feel like they're going to be able to flip the switch. Yep. So they would be my pick. If I if I'm not going Kansas City, though, I think it's a fun conversation. It like is. If you eliminate if you eliminate Kansas City from the conversation, you have to pick a non Kansas City team to make it out of the AFC. Who are you picking then? If if I have to, it's not Buffalo. It's not. I, to me, it's the Dolphins. See, yeah, it's my answer, too. And I know that they've gotten crushed against any good team that they've played, but I believe you have to score a lot of points to win in the NFL these days. I think offenses win championships. I think the old adage of defenses win championships is antiquated, and I like Miami's offense yeah, a lot. Their offense can play with anybody. It's their defense that's let them down, and I believe that when you've got that mad scientist as a head coach and offensive play caller with the guys that you have on the football field, they, they can stack up some numbers. Whether the defense can stop anybody or not, I know they brought in Jason Pierre-Paul this week, but the bottom line is, I want to give them a hand for doing that. That was uh, I want to give the Dolphins a hand for bringing in JPP using all the digits. Yeah, I'm gonna give them a hand. That was a good pickup. I like that pickup for the Dolphins. Seven one three seven eight zero three seven seven six. Let's go out to the HRMP listener line. Chris, you're in the hive with the bees this time. Hello, Chris. 
Hello, Mr. Brand. I'm sorry about that. Phone disconnected. What's up, Joel? What's up? Uh, hey, guys. I wanted to talk to you about the officiating from over the weekend, especially with the Texans game. You know, to me, uh, officials can affect the game. Example, Tim Donahue. You know, I feel like the Texans, I could tell from the first half, you know, they got a bad call there right at the end of the first half, and it continued into the second half. You know, I listened to an interview today with Iron Eagle. He's doing the game this weekend. He's he's one of my favorites. Yeah, he's good. And uh, they were saying that the uh, re- the review uh, preview challenge just excuse me, bye bye. What happened to Chris? He just said, "Excuse me, bye bye." <laughs> what Chris, the hell just happened, Chris? Can you call back and let know that Chris you're just okay? made Carrack, Texas, right now. Dude, what is wrong? With Chris, of the day. 713-780-3776. What just happened to Chris? Wrong answers only. 713-780-3776. We go to him. He's not there. I'm, I'm worried about his health. You're nice and put him on hold <laughs> instead of just cutting him loose. Joe talks to him to bring him back, and yeah. mid, literally mid-sentence, <laughs> he says, sorry, gotta go, and click. Uh, I'm worried. Like, was he in a car wreck? Is he being hijacked? Was he being held hostage? Were we, like, Maybe was he was trying... an angry phlegm ball. Was, I don't know. Was like he was he calling in to like try to uh, get us to save him in some way? And he was sending out code words. IBS four two one eight says that Chris's boss walked in. I don't think Chris has a job. Um, Sorry, guys, gotta go. <laughs> what happened to Chris? Seven one three seven eight zero three seven seven six. Wrong answers only. Uh, <laughs> you have to you have to let us know what happened to Chris. I hope that Chris is okay. Let us know and uh, uh, if you're all Feeling right. Feeling Three one. I'm not gonna read that one. Three one six seven uh, zero two zero one says he was waiting in line for something and his turn came up. I think he was about to like cough really bad. He wasn't gonna be able to stop it. Yeah, I think it was something like he was at the house and yeah, yeah something was happening physically that he was not gonna be able to continue. Look, I I get the refs conversation. I'm not going to like I'm not going to buy into the conspiracy that the officials had money on the game, things like that. Yes, you had the Donahue thing. Yes, you've had point shaving in other sports, all things like this. Um the the pushback that I always have when people complain about officials is, "Okay, but do what then?" Like, what is your alternative? What is your plan? Because these are the best officials in the world. These officials in the NFL, yes, they've been bad. Yes, it was bad Sunday. They're still better than Conference USA officials. They're still better than SEC officials. But they kind of, look, for the people that actually spend the time to do the research to tell you these kind of things, word was out before the game even started that the Texan secondary was one of the most penalized secondaries in all of football and that this officiating crew was one of the the highest-ranked officiating crews in terms of how many PIs that they call game in, game out. So it was already right there in front of you that this this had all the makings of a possible problem for the Texans. Yeah, the you're right, but like the the question that I always have: What's the alternative then? Like, how do you make officiating better? Because everybody, well, the officiating stinks. The officiating's bad. This is as bad as it's ever been. But you never hear the okay. Well, here's the plan to fix it. Uh, the NFL has tried to do things like you know you've never seen as many replays as you've had. They review all scoring plays, all turnover plays because those are the critical plays. The coaches have the challenges. You know they they make an effort to try to get better at it. Um. I think like they've tried to make some guys full-time because a lot of these guys are only part-time, but how does that really make them better? Are they simulating plays during the week? Like it, To me, it's a very tough thing to improve 
the like the profession. I think it's a difficult is- job. I think it's a thankless job. To me, you have to have some sort of promotion demotion system, like you see in European soccer. Uh, if they could have a way to like have this union with college football officials, you grade out the top officials every single year, and then you know your top ten percent from college football graduate to the NFL, and your bottom ten percent every year they they get demoted to college football, and then you can rank them based on the conferences. You know, SEC, Big Ten, Big Twelve, uh, et cetera, et cetera. But like these are the best officials you got. Yeah. You're not going to go to the mall and pick up better ones. But the thing is, is you know what? Across the league, they've been bad this year. They were really bad this last weekend again, and there were multiple occasions and multiple play calls uh, or, or plays where you could point your finger at it. But the fact is, it's just like it's the element of human nature, and everybody's going to be different. If this crew likes to call PIs more than a, another crew. Well, that's just something that you plan for with your game planning because it's like an umpire that has a low strike zone versus an umpire that sure. has a high strike zone. Yeah, yeah. I think so, there's two separate conversations, though. But like, but, but I, I don't think that regardless of what you think of it, the fact is is that you're not going to change it. I don't think there's there's like, you know, you're, you don't have the option of baseball where you're going to have, you know, uh, nothing but computers and otherwise officiating football games. The fact of the matter is, is that, yeah, they're going to miss some calls. Yeah, you have to roll with it, but that's part of the element of the game itself. I don't think you should be trying to change that, and you can complain about it. That's one thing, but trying to change that, I don't think that you can. Yeah, you just if you institute more replay, okay, but that might be the only solution. I, I it also slows down the game a lot. It when does you start doing that. Yeah, but you also could start making things less judgment based and more fact based. Like what? Like, I think the way you call pass interference, you can define it more clearly. What is an uncatchable ball? Like, because some of this stuff is so clear, it's not catchable. Yeah. But they never use that part of the rule. And then, like, you look at the end of the game. They should use that more. I agree. And then, like, at the end of games, and we see it in every sport. You know, we see it in the NBA, specifically in the NFL. Like, the rules suddenly change when there's two minutes left in an NFL sure. game. Like, what you can and cannot get away with. We see holding on every single play. But unless a player falls down or throws their arms up like they're a toddler having yeah. a tantrum, like, they don't that's, call it. But that's still human element. That's still human element, and it's still judgment. Like, yeah. that's always going to exist. Like, and, I've heard people putting computer chips in the football. Cool. Well, you still have to have the human element of when the player goes down when the player steps out of bounds you know what and just like that too if we went to the final 20 seconds of an nba game where they let them play and the fact that suddenly they were getting everybody to call everything we would have an uproar and all kinds of angry fans too because you didn't let the players decide it on the floor you got too ticky tack with the way you called the game i think that there's we we were onto something in the fact that all you can do is give them every resource possible enhance the amount of cameras, enhance the angles in which they're using it, make sure every boundary is covered. They've already put a pylon now at the first down line, so at least you have another element. If it's that simple to do that, then make sure all the boundaries are covered, get in more of an aerial, the aerial shots, but there has to be a way to do this. Even then, though, you're not you're not eliminating the human element. Like I, well, you're not. all of those things, are, I think should happen. And I like Joe's idea too. Like, let's try to wipe away some of the gray because, like you mentioned, that crew calls more pass interferences than you know the other crew. Some other crew that's out there calls the fewest amount of pass interferences. Try to tighten it a little bit by eliminating some of the gray. Now, 
it's still always going to be humans. These are still probably the best officials in the world. Mm-hmm. I like the idea of trying to come together with college football. That way, you're promoting the best college officials. You're weeding out the worst NFL officials. I want that in Major League Baseball, too, at the minor leagues, because the human element is always going to exist at some degree. Even with RoboZone, you're still going to have human element right. of, like, safe out at first base, uh, all of those things, fair foul, but, et cetera, et cetera. But there's also, like, there, there's, there's times, like, you can fix this very easily, in my opinion, by just adding a, a neutral referee. Well, shouldn't they all be neutral? No, but, like, someone that's not part of the crew, right? Like, the crew is always going to have each other's You feel like for the playoffs where they have that extra guy? Having someone upstairs that if they see something that is egregiously wrong, they can immediately fix it. It's hard to say egregiously wrong. And like, we think that the officiating Sunday was awful, right? We all thought the officiating mm-hmm. Sunday was bad both ways, et cetera, et cetera. Can you tell me one play that was, like, egregious where this, like, eye in the sky is going to overturn any of that? I don't know. But if the person is there and they fix one play every three games, it just, like, makes you feel better. I don't know if it's worth having. But for the playoffs, they put play. the guy in the black jacket on either sideline. Yeah. You always see him standing like behind a, the head like coach. It's like expedited review. Yeah. But you're saying, Joe, you would have one in the booth and then two other guys – on the sideline, so everybody's like yes. an extra eye. Like, I don't if, think there's an easy fix. Like if you can't, if you can have a, a, a neutral doctor that is up in a booth that says when a player is in concussion protocol and when they're not, you can also have a referee in the booth that says, "Hey, that's not pass interference. We're going to fix that one." But you know what, Jeremy? It's to your point, <sighs> especially if you get the college officials involved too. So there's more. At least you have their more hands on deck. The fact that we see this a lot, where we hear, oh, they don't, they're not going to be a, a red flag challenge. They're not going to be a review. We're getting the call. They're getting the call to speed the game up already that someone reviewed it in New York and said it was this or that and let's play on. That would be the simplest way to avoid not taking a ton of time, but having extra eyes on it. In, and that's, that's asking for a lot, too, because now you're in the, the control center and you've got every you know a crew on every single game mm-hmm. trying to review every camera angle. Yeah, I just I don't I don't think that these things are feasible. Uh 3691 Chris got swatted by the referee. The referee cartel got Chris. Chris's mother opened the basement door. <laughs> Why couldn't he be talking to us? Why does what does his mom have against us? Uh Chris's wife caught him talking to you huddled in a dark closet. That would be an issue. Uh, Chris had a sudden onset of Montezuma's revenge. I think that's what happened. I think he got a little Montezuma's revenge. Uh, Chris did his NFL referee imitation. He just made a bad call. (laughs) It's possible, like, what's the guy that we had on that was ready to be the whistleblower on all the cheaters and then the next day walked it back? The the columnist? Spader. 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 It's it's possible that, you know, he started pooping on the officials and all of a sudden he got a knock on the door from the heavies that were going to say, you better stop bashing the NFL. We'll talk about this... uh, this uh, Adam Schefter seven to ten coaches stuff a little bit later, but we have to we have to get to cash it or trash it every Tuesday at four thirty. Uh, what hot takes do we have that we want to cash or trash? What hot takes do you have? Do you want us to cash or trash? Seven one three seven eight zero three seven seven six Killer Beast on ESPN ninety seven five ESPN ninety two five. What you need to cash is that Hollingsworth Law Firm is the name to know if you or anybody you know ever gets into a car accident. My favorite thing because I'm frugal. Let's go with that. Frugal, you don't have to pay a single thing until you win your case with Hollingsworth Law. It's a game changer because you're getting nickel and dimed all the time by lawyers whenever you need one, no matter what the situation, whether you win or lose. This is the way that you eliminate a bunch of that, almost all of that. You're only going to pay when you win. If you win, you're happy. You get what you wanted, what you deserve, and then the lawyer should get theirs too. But not if you lose. And that's why the Hollingsworth Law Firm is so good. They specialize in car wrecks. 
They're not going to nickel and dime you. And because they have the extra motivation of needing to win to get paid, they are going to work for you every single minute of the day. In your corner, fighting the insurance company, fighting the other driver, fighting for what you deserve. Yeah, you don't want to put up this fight. Not that you can't do it, but you're not going to be as equipped as Hollingsworth Law Firm. Call right now for your free consultation, 713-999-8773, 713-999-8773, or just visit them online, carwrecktexas.com, carwrecktexas.com. Prepare for overreaction on my mark. It's that time of the week where overreactions are not only welcome, they're celebrated. They say Muhammad Ali was the greatest of all time, but he never fought Cassius Clay. It's Cashem or Trashem with the Killer Bees. This is your hot take. Hmm. Give us a hot spoonful of your opinion. All right, Cashem or Trashem with the Bees, 713-780-3776. Uh, if you have some that you want us to cash or trash, text them in. Call in, 713-780-3776. Blank. You do the honors. What are you cashing or trashing this week? Alex Bregman's an Astro opening day. Huh. <laughs> Can I let you know at uh, 515? <laughs> I'll cash it. Okay. I'll cash it. Joe, you cashing or trashing it? Uh, I'm going to cash it. All right. There we go. I like it. I'm going to cash one, it as well. This one's going to make some people mad. I already know. You don't watch TV, so I shouldn't. I even g- 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 gaping at me like I'm going to be mad. Well, I think the pe- the hive is going to be. I think oh. this is a controversial take. It's a very controversial take, and it has to do with a television program. And that's, that's why I know that you don't watch. You watch sports. You're committed to ball, which I admire and I respect. You're going to talk about the best reality television show? No, no. This is real TV. Right now? Reality, that, te- reality you guys television. Watch? Reality television is not real. No, this is not the challenge that I'm referring to. No, the, you guys uh, watch that Vanderpump? one with the Van- no. the Vanderpump. Vanderpump. Yeah, the, uh, yeah. reality TV show version of Squid Game. Is elite. What is it? Squid Game is like the. It's like the. No, I know what Squid Game is. What's the? It's they. They put up four hundred and fifty six contestants. Is that on Netflix? Yeah. Okay, I saw a preview for, of that. Like so, they take the, they took the TV show and put it into real life for four and a half million dollars grand prize. So they're killing it's, each other. Oh, they have like fake like uh, ink packs. Like oh, every time someone dies, okay. it blows up in their face. No, I'm talking about real television, oh, game okay. shows, reality TV. That's just like mindless entertainment before you fall asleep. I'm talking about real quality television viewing. Shows like Secession, shows like Breaking Bad, shows like The Wire. This is I think this is going to be controversial. Cash or trash? I'm not going to go as far to say that it's better, but the morning show is as good as Secession. I haven't watched the morning show. Oh, that's so good. It's on my to-do list. The morning show is fantastic. Just as good that's as Jennifer Secession. Aniston. And- She's in it. Yeah. Reese Witherspoon's yep. in it. Yep. Uh, well, John you, Hamm was in it where this do you season. Have- Michael Carroll's been in it. Not Michael Carroll. Steve Carroll has been in it in the past. Carroll? Steve Carroll, yeah. Where do you have Succession versus those other shows? Breaking Bad. Uh, I think Succession's not in the same tier as Breaking Bad and The Wire. The Wire and Breaking Bad, to me, are top tier. Succession's probably second tier. But I'm throwing The Morning Show into second tier. Were you guys Game of Thrones? Okay. I don't do fiction. I'm well, I do I do fiction, but I don't do unreality, if mm. that's a real thing. The problem with Game of Thrones is that it's it's a first-tier and third-tier show at the same time. That doesn't make that, like, sense The first six seasons are absolutely incredible. Oh, yeah. But yeah, then yeah. when they got to the point where the author of the book had not finished his story and they had to go off on their own path, the show completely fell apart. I actually watched the last season of that because I'm a good husband. And I, that's all I heard was that this season's awful. I was like, cool, this is the only season I watch. But, yeah, I don't do things that are that I can't believe that would actually happen I'm in I'm kind of with that. 
Yeah, I, it has to be reality. It has to be real for me. So I, I don't know if you are capable of cashing your trashing. Yeah, I have to, so seven one three seven eight zero three seven seven six. Leave it to the hive. Sure. The morning show is as good as succession. Now that's I think that's hyperbolic. I think it's a hot take. I don't think people are going to like that one. All right, Joe, what are you cashing or trashing? I'm going to go that in their first year in the conference, one of either Washington or Oregon will win the Big Ten next year. Next year? And I don't even know who their quarterbacks will be. Oh, I'm trashing that. I'm trashing that. You, you still got Michigan. You got Ohio State. You, you, you got... I mean, you, I'm, that you just named, including the ones that I named, four of the top six teams in the country right now. What's the difference? I don't think they beat Michigan or Ohio State. I don't either. Do we know how the re- the uh, divisions are going to be? I don't believe they're going to do a division. They're just going to do one giant conference. Yeah, it's I think like, 12 uh, is doing that, too. I mean, what, are you going to add, like... That sounds right. Yeah. You're going to add the, the California schools to the West? It's smart that they're doing that, because now they can get it like a real Big Ten title game. It's uh, also... And obviously, my wife went to UCLA, and she so she's got a major opinion on this, but... They're, they got to do something where it is pretty unfair to have the West Coast teams coming out and playing 10 a.m. every 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 Saturday. That's what they signed up for. That's true. They're getting paid for it. Yeah, I don't. I'm going to trash this. Yeah, I trash. Trash. I don't think they're going to. I don't think that either team will be as good as Ohio State or Michigan. I think it's all about quarterback. They're play. losing, the big one. right? They're losing Penix. They're losing Knicks. Mm-hmm. McCarthy's gone for Michigan. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. I wonder if Ohio State moves on. Is the running back go- gone from Michigan too? Yeah, corner will be on the draft. I think the other guy's still there. No, I've seen him in mock drafts and like. Oh, and really? Like, he might declare and like the late ones. Yeah. Huh. That'll be. Uh, I'm gonna trash that one. Though. Okay, that's fine. All right, you have another one. This Blankers? is a Branham Buster right now. The Rockets are gonna win the NIT. That's trash. I don't. I mean, they're trash. The shot. The shot of them making it. One, they have to win tonight, and they're underdogs tonight, and then they would have to win an eight. I think they win tournament. tonight. I think I they're going to win right. tonight. They I think they're going to win tonight. I think that they're going to be motivated. I think that they're going to use this like we were talking about. And I think that because it's not going to be, I don't think the bigger teams are going to put as much into it. Uh-huh. I think they got a fight, fighting chance. Even if they win tonight, though, they have to go win an eight-team tournament. So the odds are against them. They have to win four games in a row. All of them. Actually, where would the quarterfinal be played? I don't even. I don't think the quarterfinal. Quarters aren't in Vegas. I think they left a gap of time, a gap in the schedule where they're going to reshuffle the deck based on who gets. I don't think the quarterfinal is in Vegas. No, it's not. So it would be at somebody's home court. Based on who finished higher okay. in the groups, I think. So they, I don't know. They, they might, because okay, I was saying that they would have to win four games away from home. Mm-hmm. One of those games could be at home. Sure. But they would have to win tonight at Dallas. They would have to win a quarterfinal, and then they'd have to win two in a neutral court in Vegas. Yeah, I'm going to trash that. The odds are against them. Trash. I think it's a safe bet. I also will trash that. Yeah, it's just math, trash. I think. Expecting them to win four games against the high-quality competition of the teams in the NIT NBA in-season tournament. Um, I'm going to watch it. Absolutely, you're going to watch it because you like high-stakes basketball. I just like basketball. Turning off comments on tweets is just as soft as blocking people on Twitter. Cash money. Cash it, cash it, cash it, cash it. <laughs> no, uh, no extra commentary? Uh, not leave it at me. that. I got enough problems with that guy in my Man, life. seriously. Uh, There's I, so much I wasn't to talking about anybody individually. Oh, okay, good point. Oh, that, you should just oh, put that in a tweet. You know what? Ben you should put Bose. that in a tweet and it just addressed media members. It, it's funny, like, I mean, I like Ben. But like you know, you officiating do? he's okay. He was uh, he was arguing with me. Well, he wasn't arguing with me. He you always know that officiating that is bad in a game when he has to turn off or make his Twitter account private because people are crushing him for how much he complains about refs. He is the number <laughs> one guy for that. Yes. Uh, my other one that I have: the SEC has no idea what they're doing with schedules. Um, if you haven't seen the, the reports that have come out next year for the college football season, Texas versus Texas A and M is not on Thanksgiving. It's not it's even on, on Black 30th, Friday. I think. It's on Saturday the 30th. 
Which I guess the college football season's a week later next year. Yeah. And then they decided... I know, Jeremy, you love F1. Uh, (laughs) In Austin, there's going to be an F1 race next year. Oh, no. And so is Georgia-Texas the same Saturday. I bet you... You know what? I have a hot take. I bet you that game does not happen that week. You think I, like neutral? No, 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 no. I think they moved the sh- the calendar around. You think they're? But they I just announced it yesterday. They, did they announce it or was it leaked? Mm, that's a good question. I think that sometimes these leagues and conferences and institutions and organizations leak it for reaction. Not only that, but they leak it so things like that. Well, come that's what I'm out. saying. Yeah, like, the oh, the, yeah. like oh, why would y'all put the F1 week and the Texas Georgia week at the same time? Oh, I didn't think about that. That's a great point. Now, whenever we have the actual schedule release, that game's not going to be. It's that It's like day. your spell checker before you turn in your yeah your term paper. Yeah, you put it out there. You're right. That does happen too. So yeah, I could see that calculated leaks. Look. Did A&M do that with Mark Stoops? Well, they Was sure that did. a calculated they sure did. Hey, let's put this one out there to see if that if it's going to pass the fan base. Oh, it's not? Oh, we were never hiring him, even though his plane was in College Station. I mean, it's been so long since we got A&M in Texas on Thanksgiving. Yeah. What was the NFL? I can't remember what the NFL was like back then. Like, was there... I think there was... I think it was only it was two, two games. games. But they was yep, always it was Lions, two games. Packers. And there was... Or Cowboys. Cowboys. But did they play during the day, and then A&M, Texas, was at night? There, wasn't, yeah. there was not a night game. There was... Yeah, it was so, 11-30, 3-30. So, right. they're probably, so they're probably not playing that game on Thanksgiving because they don't want to go head-to-head with the NFL. Probably. 100%. I, just, I get that, but it sucks. 100%. The game should be on Black Friday, then, at, at worst. I I agree with that. Cash or trash, back... This is from the Texters. Back-to-back champions not named Georgia will be crowned in a U.S. sport this next calendar year. I'll trash that because I think it's hard for back-to-back trash. champions to happen. Yeah, I'll trash it as well. Oh, uh, Josh from Seabrook, cash or trash after last night's Bears-Vikings game. The NFL should start flexing Monday night games. Can't you already do that? Yes, they could have flexed that game. They oh, need cash to. It. And I think the NFL really needs to start paying more attention to their Monday night, not only just flexing, but they got to do a better job with the Monday night football. With what ESPN's paying and what their budget, with everything that they're putting into it, there have been a whole lot of dogs on Monday night this All year. The, I mean, I think the NBC gets better draft picks or whatever. And then you no get doubt. the vetoes from CBS and Fox. J.J. Watt suits up for the Texans again this year or next. Trash. 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 I'm Trash. Wow. I think J.J. Watt returns for the Texans at some point. When? This year or next year, like the text asked. You're not going to specify. It was weird. He was working out in cleats the other day. Like, he took a picture with that strength and conditioning coach in the gym, and he was in cleats. Why are you wearing cleats in the gym? Probably just came off the practice field. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. It's weird to me. I'm helping. All right, 713-780-ESPN. Do we need to institute the tank rules? And Lamont's got to get in here, too. Going to make his appearance on the Killer Bees. That's next on ESPN 97.5 and ESPN 92.5. Gentle Ben makes an appearance on our show every day. I've been telling you for a while now, Gentle Ben is the best. It starts with the finest ingredients, classic, time-honored distilling methods. Gentle Ben uses their innovative process that removes the harshness and heat that's found in most spirits. The result is unparalleled smoothness and an enjoyable drinking experience you get all the flavor and none of the burn gentle bin takes away the bite takes away the burn and it allows for an enjoyable drinking experience you'll love what's not in gentle bin including fusel oils fusel is the german word for bad liquor bad liquor is not in gentle bin fusel oils not in gentle bin never has been never will be gentle bin offers vodka gin straight bourbon whiskey cast strength bourbon all are fantastic all are in my rotation next time you head to dinner Next time you
you go to the bar, ask for Gentle Bin. Look for Gentle Bin at the liquor store. Pick up a bottle today. If you're looking for plans, head to the Gentle Bin tasting room. If you're if you're heading to a Rockets game soon, stop by Bin's Bar inside the Toyota Center and pick up some Gentle Bin there. Or just go straight to the source, GentleBin.com. You can order Gentle Bin straight from the website. Go order yours today at GentleBin.com uh, and get some spirits this holiday season. Gentle Bin Spirits makes the perfect holiday gift for friends, family, and your best customers. We know they'll love what's not in our spirits, too. Celebrate with Gentle Bin this holiday season. If you go online right now, you can order the Gentle Bin Spirits box, which comes with all four of their bottles. You can pick that up. You can pick up the vodka bourbon option as well. Head to GentleBin.com. Order those gift baskets right now. Give Gentle Bin this holiday season and consider your shopping list complete. Razor Blunt Commentary, delivered with a special purpose. What's happening to my special purpose? It's the Killer Bees, live from the Veritex Community Bank Studios on ESPN 97.5. All right, Killer Bees, he's blank, I'm Brandon. We'll get into the uh, the tank rules here in a second, but let's go out to the HRP listener line and get Lamont in. Lamont, you're in the hive with the Bees. What's up? Say, man, I got a couple of points on the, uh, the whole officiating stuff. Uh, you guys was talking er- earlier uh, in the segment before last, talking about uh, uh, how can we approve officiating. And, uh, uh, it's very simple to me, man. It's it's very, very simple to me. Uh, you make these offici- uh, uh, officials uh, uh, in all of the sports available, like the players, the coaches, the GMs, they are held accountable. I don't know. Uh, I really don't know why this is this hasn't happened yet. The second thing is, all of you guys, uh, and I'm not just talking about you and uh, uh, I'm not t- talking about you and uh, uh, Jeremy and and Pac-Man Joel in the media. I think all of you guys got this uh, 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 code, uh, uh, code or something. Uh, uh, I know for uh, a fact that you, you guys didn't learn this in uh, mass communications in in college that. Y- y'all were not allowed to uh, say anything about the uh, uh, about the officials, but all of you guys do it. All of you guys do it. Uh, 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 it's it's a call between you guys that it's like a fraternity or something that you, you are not allowed to talk about the media. It almost uh, 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 reminds me of now we're looking at uh, 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 TV media, uh, uh, the nightly news media, where they can't even uh, talk about the the races of people, uh, the races of people. They they talk about the the color of uh, the color of cars and and all this type of crap, but you 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 would never learn who the person is. That's all I have. Hold on, wait, 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 not to talk about the officials. Uh, well, it seems like everybody okay. across the board is doing right. this stuff. Uh, okay, I listen to uh, uh, I listen to all of the different markets uh, across the board. And, uh, uh, no one wants to talk about the officials all right. at all. Uh, 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 everybody comes to the same. Uh, I got you. I got you. Let me ask you. Let me ask you something else, Lamont. Whenever you say hold, uh, hold the officials accountable, do you mean like have them available to the media, or do you mean like finding them? I mean both, man. Okay, all right. I, I just want to be clear. I just want to be clear. Uh, the same thing. Uh, the same things that the uh, the players, the coaches, and uh, uh, the GMs uh, go through. The uh, 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 the same thing that the coaches 
GMs and the players go through. I, I believe the officials should go through, and I think they should be held uh, to the same standards, man. Uh, uh, I don't get why everybody try to uh, uh, go out their way and say, nah, uh, uh, I'm not going to uh, say, man. I got you. I, I got you. All and, uh, yeah, okay then. All okay, right, then. Let's, uh, we'll, well, let's discuss it. You, you go first, Blankers. Well, first of all, the the fact is is that it needs to be a more scrutinized or there needs to be a, a different level of the scrutiny that the league put up because NBA they grade their officials and they have a rating system and it affects their postseason and the same thing with Major League Baseball and the same thing with NFL football but as it relates to week in week out you need to up that there needs to be more intensity brought to it and maybe more motivation maybe it is fines maybe there is a you know a tiered system but you know that the officials association like the players association is going to get involved and say if you're messing with their money you need to give them more money if they're going to run the risk of losing money week to week but the rating system definitely needs to be amped up but to be clear all three professional leagues have a rating system yeah um Okay, there's a lot to go. I, I like Lamont's call, and there's a lot of things that that need to be discussed. First, first off, Lamont, never, never insult me by calling me a member of the media. Lamont, I am a creator. I am an influencer. I am a sports entertainer. I am not a member of the media. So please don't insult me like that ever again, Lamont. Uh, as far as the media code for officials. I, I just sent you a video that was posted on ESPN975.com yesterday. Uh, go follow it at ESPN975. But I just tagged you in it, Lamont, where we had an entire segment mm-hmm. about where did the refs go wrong in Sunday's game. And then our social media team put together a minute saying, are the refs to blame for the Texans' heartbreaking loss with two question marks? So we weren't protecting officials yesterday. I, I don't like banging on the officials because I think it sounds very crybaby Oh, we lost this game because the officials stunk. I think it's like a child's like reaction. Like, hey, when have Tex- I ever and, held back look, criticizing and, officials? Look, I think the Texans got a bad – you never have. The Texans got a bad whistle Sunday. We said that over and over yesterday. Is it the reason they lost the game? You can make a case for it, but I don't want to say, well, the Texans lost only because the officials. No, go throw a touchdown pass. Uh, go convert on the final possession. Don't take a sack. Make a 58-yard field goal. Maybe go for it instead of kicking the field goal. So I think crying about officials, and we'll do it whenever it's a storyline. That's why we talked about it yesterday. Uh, because whenever it's a storyline, we talk about the storylines that are big in the city. So I, I, the, the media code of not banging on the officials doesn't exist. Now, we are probably softer on officials than most shows quite honestly, because I think Blankers kind of shares the idea. It sounds complainy. It sounds whiny. It sounds childish. You call what you you're see. complaining about the officials. You call what you see to say whether it was a good call or a bad call, but there's so many different plays that happen in a game to say that they won or lost the game because of it, unless it's totally egregious. We've talked about even in, in different leagues, Scott Foster situation or the fact that you know certain officials handle things a certain way before you throw a guy out. You call it in each individual situation as you see it. But you, it's hard sometimes to say, yeah, you lost the game because of it. Yeah, so that's where I stand on that part of the call. Now, the hold the officials accountable. You talked about the grading system. I, I agree with Lamont here. Now, like, having them available to the media isn't really going to accomplish anything. Like, they're going to take the Bill Belichick route. We called it like we saw it. Uh, we, we made the call that we thought was on the field. Even if, like, you show them proof of the replay, well, it's, you know, it's what we saw on the moment. And, and they do some some I don't know like what the parameters are, but they make officials. I don't know if they make NFL officials available, but they make NBA refs available, and they make Major League Baseball umpires available. I think only in the playoffs what do they call it? to the pool reporter. Yeah, the pool, reporter, the pool reporter. And the, is it the is it the 
the head of the the, the officiating crew, the crew chief, the crew or, chief. It depends on the sport. Like for baseball, it's the umpire in chief for that crew. I think it's the lead NBA, official for basketball. NBA is the lead official. It might even be crew chief. I think college is crew chief. Lead official is the NBA term, but whatever. The head of staff. So they make those guys available for certain games and certain sports, but they're not going to give you anything. You blew this call. Okay, sorry. I thought I made the right call. Now, where I think would be a really good idea to kind of borrow a thought from Lamont and then borrowing a thought from you talking about the grading system. How about, and, and this is me with the promotion demotion system too. Like every single year, I think you should be firing the bottom 10 prof- to 10% of the profession and promoting the top 10% of college officials. If you're talking about, you know, Major League Baseball, you should be demoting 10% of Major League Baseball and promoting the top 10% of, of AAA because now there's motivation. Now there's incentive. But how about incentivizing the ratings? How about your yearly salary? And look, you're still going to pay them fairly. The worst rated guy is still going to get paid very, very well. But if there's a range between 100000 I don't know what officials make, but if there's a range between $100,000 for like your low-level officials and then like $250,000 for your high-level officials, and the problem is they have unions, so it makes it very difficult to do. But instead of like just having it based on tenure, how about the top official gets 250 the second-best official gets 248 and then just tier them based on how well they grade? Because now they're being incentivized based on performance. Here's where I'll tell you that they won't do it. They won't do it with college. I don't think there's any chance they do it. They'll do it with the G League. And I think that it is good incentive to say, hey, the bottom two or three officials in the NBA, go work in the G League for a year. And then you don't get the same flight reservations and you don't get the same hotels and you don't get the same treatment. Because it's going to be tough with the finances, with the unions involved, and people are going to scrutinize that a lot differently. But there has to be something that holds them more accountable. It's just that at a certain point, you're going to get to the standpoint of Angel Hernandez, where no matter what you do with how much you try and scrutinize them with finances or other ways to penalize them, a lawsuit here is going to give them immunity from getting what they ultimately deserve, which is basically ultimate demotion by saying you've blown call after call after call after yeah. call. You shouldn't be at that level. I think I think that's how you do it. Now, it's never going to happen. The The ones that have unions, it's, they're never going to let it fly, but I think, it's, I think it's the best way to do it. 713-780-ESPN. Do we need to institute the tank rules? It's the Killer Bees on ESPN 97.5 and ESPN 92.5.